family, uh, I know you are aware of this, uh, but there is a team that, or I'll say it this way, when you pull onto this campus on Sunday mornings, this campus does not look like this when we get here. <laughs> this campus looks a lot different. This campus has to go through a transformational process, and that transformational process happens dark and early uh, on Sunday mornings. And it's, it's a group of people that, that show up on a day off, I may add, to be a part of this process, to, to uh, set up the, the lobby, to set up Becoming Kids, to, to, to put the flags out, the signs out, all the things to make sure uh, those elementary bathrooms don't smell how elementary bathrooms <laughs> should smell and do smell. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> who, who set up this auditorium, the lights and the camera, everything, the microphone. This, this, this is a, a portable setup. Now, if you're new here, if you've been coming for a little bit, you're like, yo, do y'all intend to be portable forever? No, we don't. We thank God for wherever that building is uh, one day. But for the moment, that's, this is how we're operating. And there's a team that makes all of this happen, not just on Sunday, but throughout the week. And it's the team that gets things done. It's a team, team that makes it all happen. And that team that I'm talking about is our serve team. And they could be called the dream team. They could be called the A team. They could be called the we make it happen team. <laughs> My point is this, they are the team that makes a difference. And you may have heard it said it this way, that you don't go as far as a dream, you go as far as your team. And the reality is where the Becoming Church goes will not be based uh, off of, of whatever kind of message I preach, whatever um, uh, leadership that Katie brings to the church, how well the worship team leads us in corporate worship. No, it's going to go as far as the team is going to take us because right. what God does and what he calls us to, it's, it is done collectively. Yeah. In fact, that's why we are the body of Christ. Yeah. We move and operate and we do things uh, together. And so today uh, we're just going to share a little bit about that. And I'm not going to be, I'll, I'll be uh, all the way open and transparent uh, with you. There is an ask at the end. <laughs> like, wait, did he just go all through all that to then just get us here? So I'll go ahead and let you know, yes, we're going to ask that you should join this team uh, at the end. So there you go. You know the direction. Uh, you know where we're headed. You don't have to feel like, man, you didn't brought us into that. No, not going to do it. I'm going to make an ask. Uh, we're going to make an ask at the end. So there, there, there you have it. <laughs> With that, I love our serve team. We appreciate the team so much. It, they're like family. They all make, like you said, all these things happen. And the serve team is not just a Sunday thing. It's not just today. The team is meeting and serving uh, during the week. We plan, prepare, prepare and pray for you so that Sunday can happen, so that you can experience what we just did and will continue to experience. The serve team is more than just a group of people, but it is truly a community of people. And we get to gather around the name of Jesus and making Jesus known. Yeah. And, you know, we often say this, that uh, the Becoming Church is not built uh, off the talents of a few, but by the sacrifices of many. Uh, in other words, meaning the distance we go will not be because of the talented few, but by the number of those that say, I'm all in. Yeah. 
right? So it's not going to be because you can do that well, you have that gifting, you have that talent, and that's going to be the thing that propels us. No, it's going to be by the sacrifices of many, by the number of people who say that I'm all in, that, that I'm ready to be a part of what God is doing here. Because the reality is, like, we, we are the church, right? And so I feel like as a portable church, there's no greater revelation that the church is not a building than the fact that we're portable because this is Horizon Elementary, right? There's no sign that has Becoming Church plastered on it. It says Horizon Elementary. We try to cover up the eagle, but you still see it, right? <laughs> so you know, you know where you are, but what we do, the church is not a building. The church is a people, but we do gather as the church, and because we do gather as a church and we are people, uh, there are, are needs and things that come up because we're, we're, we're people, and the community should be a place where we come together and we serve uh, each other. And, you know, here's something that's happened over the last, there have been a number of people, obviously, that have said, I'm, I'm in, that have said, I'm, I'm all in, that I'm part of that number that sacrifices time, talent, and treasure uh, to be a part of what God is doing. But family, here's the reality, from August 2022 to August 2023, the church has literally doubled in size. And, and yeah, that's awesome. That's amazing. But it also means help. <laughs> right? And, and, and that double in size is not like preacher numbers. You know, preachers, they see one hand. They're like, I see three. I see three. I see those hands. But it was really one. They say, hey, it was three. Count as three. No, like it, it really has. Um, I, I, I saw the numbers and, and looked at the chart like last week or two weeks ago. And I was like, yo, literally from that Sunday to that Sunday, the church has doubled in a year. And so that means that there are more people to serve, more families showing up, uh, uh, more, more, more babies to love and to pray and to care for, more needs that are here. And none of those things are bad. What, what a blessing. What an opportunity. You know, one thing that I would never do is I would never take the approach of like, like even two, we went to two services in March. I didn't go, oh man, I got to preach two times. I was like, praise God, I get the chance to, to, to preach twice. That means that God is doing something. That, yeah. that means that he's up to something. And yeah. what, yes, what a privilege and, and honor it is to be a part of that. And I'm so thankful. But a community is meant to serve each other. It, it, it's meant to be uh, this process that just goes around and around and around that we're all helping to serve each other. And that's not an idea that I came up with, right? But if you go, if you look at Acts 2, where you see the birthing of the church, so um, the, the, the day of Pentecost has happened and, and the Holy Spirit has empowered believers uh, and, and Peter preaches and 3,000 uh, souls are added to the kingdom and we see the explosion of the church. Well, Acts 2, down in verse 42, I believe, it talks about how they were devoted to, to Scripture, to prayer, to the apostles' teaching. It, it, it gets, uh, even gets into how when there were needs within the community, that there were some who sold possessions in order to meet those needs. So in other words, it was the community taking care of the community. Yeah. And so in the same way for this local body, 
you know, we're all part of the capital C church, the big church, but for this local body, this local community that is the becoming, I feel like it's supposed to be a community, and it does, but there's a great, greater level that's in front of us that we can get to, but it's supposed to be a body uh, that uh, takes care and serves uh, each other, because here's the reality. I know college fo- football uh, kicked off uh, yesterday, and, and Roll Tide, shout out to that. Uh, how about my boy Milrow, Millie Rockamon? But yesterday, like many of you, and you were checking out your favorite team, and you were like me, and you were shouting at the TV, you were saying, catch that pass, right? You were saying, come on, you got to block. Like, hey, get your head around, don't pick up a flat, right? You're yelling at your team. But you know what we were all doing? We were all spectating, <laughs> None of us were participating. And what I've learned from obviously playing, I say obviously, like why is it obvious, you know, Uh, but from playing sports, um, that there's a difference in spectating and participating, right? Being on the basketball court, like, yo, stay in front of him. You come guard him and see how fast he can turn that corner. It's easy to watch it from your seat. And so what I'm saying is there's a difference between spectating and actually being engaged. And I, and, and, and I make this, this transition to say, hey, for church, for this community, that the Lord is calling us to not be spectators, but to be participators, yeah. uh, but to be engaged. Like take worship, for example. Um, we're not supposed to uh, see what's happening on the stage as they're leading us in corporate uh, worship and just, you know, spectate and just watch. But we're supposed to be engaged. We're supposed to uh, be participating, connecting with God in those moments. Now, no one can determine what is connection and not, right? Right. Because sometimes, you know, uh, I've grown up in environments where I can go three, two, one, there goes sister so-and-so, right? It was like (laughs) clockwork, you know what I'm saying? Like, that ain't it. Um, That ain't it. So I'm not saying, I'm not, y'all know sister so-and-so, you got her in mind right now, that's why you're laughing. So, (laughs) So I'm not saying that. Um, just as well as, you know, the person who may be more stoic or whatever doesn't mean that they're not connecting, right? So, so nobody can determine what that looks like, but, but you know internally in your heart, are you counting down to the song that ends or whatever? And we don't have a worship team here that you do that. Like, man, I wish they heard up and sing, sit down because, whoo, it's rough, right? God's blessed us uh, with anointed and called people to do uh, what they do. So we don't have that uh, environment here. Same way, with, with preaching, right? Like, we want a talk-back culture. We want, let there always be an amen in the room, right? Like, you hear the word of God preaching, we respond. Like, yo, that's good. Like, hey, listen, I think that was for you because you was wilding last night. He definitely talking to you, right? Right, we want a talk-back culture because, hey, if it, if it set well with you, respond to it, yeah. right? Because when my team throws a touchdown, I'm responding to it. In fact, one year, I wasn't going to say this, but uh, one, I said this in the last service. I was going to leave this part uh, out, um, but, you know, it somehow found its way in. But, uh, but, <laughs> but uh, a few years ago, uh, when Tua came in uh, against Georgia, and he hit Smith, yes, he, he, he hit Smith right in stride, and, we, you know, we won. This is embarrassing. It's not one of the highlight moments uh, for me, but I literally ran out the front door and up the street. We lived in a cul-de-sac at the time, and not my best moment, but what I'm saying is if I can respond in, you know, how can I not respond to the goodness of God, to his word, right. to who he is right. and what he's doing? 
So, hey, Corey, look at it this way. Georgia just helped me preach, okay? You know? <laughs> and, and, and here's what I'm getting at. Remember, there are different types of people that connect with church. And as I lay out these different types of people, don't be offended because we want all these types of people that connect with church here. And, 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 and so don't get offended. If you, got, if you get offended, you chose to get offended because I just told you I'm not trying to offend you, okay? <laughs> So there are different types of people that connect with church. There's the critic. The critic is the person that's always got something to say and it's never good. Well, why they sing that song? Well, the coffee wasn't warm enough. Well, somebody parked in the spot that I normally park in. Well, they didn't wave at me like they waved at me last time. What's wrong with that? Well, you know, just always something. And the reality is you could change the thing and then they find something else, right? There's the critic. And again, if you are the critic, come back next week. Like, I, I want you to, to be here. Please uh, hear my heart in that. Um, the casual, the casual is like, yo, mark me down for Easter and Christmas, right? And uh, maybe a Sunday or two in between, maybe Mom's Day, like, you know, Mother's Day, I'll be here. And there's, there's no shade on that. There's nothing because I believe that maybe it is Easter. Maybe it is Christian where the Spirit of God arrests the heart and, and just begins this transformational process. So the casual, please keep coming. Uh, then there's the consumer. The consumer says, when are you going to do the song that I want? Here's the list of songs that I'm going to email the church, and these are what I think you need to do. <laughs> Is laughing like it hadn't happened. <laughs> it's not made up, you know? <laughs> but it's like, okay, we'll consult with you next time. All right, thank you. Here's a series for you. Yeah, no, it's not, you know? Um, but there's the consumer. Uh, and, and then there's the contributor where people are say, who are saying, that, hey, I'm all in. And I want to be a part in whatever way. And I think that's the thing that we all need to hear. And, and again, Please, if you're a critic, casual consumer, keep showing up, right? Keep being, being here. Keep, keep, we need, like, yes. So hear my heart in that. But here's what I want to say in terms of all of us being contributors. The way that one contributes will look different from the others. That does not mean that you're not contributing, right? right. It's all of us understanding that we have a role and a part uh, to play in making it happen. Like, you, you know, sorry for all the sports analogies, but I like sports. When you think about a football team. Everyone talks about how great a quarterback is, but a quarterback needs to be in a great position in order to be effective. Because if that line can't block, it doesn't matter what kind of pass he can throw. It doesn't matter what kind of arm he has, right? If that, if that running back doesn't pick up that block coming, right, that guy is, is like, he's, he's going to be taken out. Meaning every role matters. And that role may not be often celebrated, but it is the thing that makes everything happen. And so my, my thing that I'm saying is pray and ask the Lord that with my schedule, with, with my life, with everything that's going on, how can I participate? Because I think sometimes we could think, well, because it can't be to that level like so-and-so, then I don't even throw my name in the hat. But no, every role together, it accomplishes it. And, and, and lastly, kind of, right? Uh, Ephesians 4, I want to get here. It talks about the gifts that Jesus gives. And it says this, and he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers to do what? To equip the saints. Who are the saints? That's, that's us. You say, no, I'm not a saint. No, you're a saint, right? We're all, yes, we, we, we're sinners, right? Saved by grace, right? But we are saints. Paul's talking about for what? Equip the saints for what? The work 
of ministry. Oftentimes we think ministry is for those who are paid, right, who are pastors, who are whatever. Like you're on staff at a church. This is what you're supposed to do. No, we're all ministers of reconciliation. We're all ministers in our homes and in our workplaces and environments that we're in. And so the job uh, for us is to equip you to do that work. And then it goes on to say, for the building up of the body of Christ. And then I said almost lastly. Um, so in, in, in Ephesians 2 further helps to illustrate this. I'm going to read 2, 19 through 22 from the message paraphrase. And we introduced this, this language uh, last October on Vision Sunday uh, called Bricklayers, where it's become our uh, end of year uh, giving that we come together to advance uh, the vision of the church. And, and within that, uh, some of the language that we use, you hear brick by brick. And I actually intended to have a brick up here today and forgot it. Uh, but listen to this. It says this. That's plain enough, isn't it? You're no longer wandering exiles. This kingdom of faith is now your home country. You're no longer strangers or outsiders. And I love this part, but you belong here. So you belong here, right? We belong here. There's a place for us to sit at the table. And I love how it says, with as much right to the name of Christian as anyone, that God is building a home. And he's using us all irrespective of how we got here. So it doesn't matter your story, your journey, where you come from, what you've been through, what you're in now, what you're trying to get out of. Irrespective of how you got here, you belong here. And that God is using you. Sometimes we have that question, how can God use me with my pain, with my story, with my past? But he does. Because all of what your life has been and all of what you have gone through is the testimony of the goodness of God that somebody who is in the same place needs to hear and so that they can have the revelation that if God did it in your life, he can do it in mine. Because I think sometimes we see people on stages and platforms and we have an assumption of what their life has been and we don't understand that they have walked through the same hell that you have walked through but they've trusted God and they had a path that was laid out by someone else that said hey I don't have it all together but I'm following him so follow me as I follow Christ and realize that you are the one that the Lord wants to use in what he's building it don't have to be perfect Patty no, he'll use messed up Susan he'll use jacked up Michael he'll use whoever to accomplish his goal, are y'all tracking with me this morning? Yes. So irrespective of how we got here and what he's building, he used the apostles and the prophets for the foundation. And now he's using you, fitting you in. And it's my favorite part, brick by brick. Yeah. In other words, we get to live our life as a brick and say, Lord, how do I fit my life into what you're doing? How do I get into that piece of the puzzle that you have for me? Stone by stone with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone. That's why every message we get up here and we make a big deal about Jesus and we remind ourselves that he is our message because he is the cornerstone that holds all parts together. We see it taking shape day after day, a holy temple built by God, all of us built into it, a temple which which God is quite at home. So here's what I'm getting at. Brick by brick, Jesus is building his church and he's using us to do it. Just like you said, the becoming is a place where sinners, saints, and skeptics, it's a place for everyone. It's a place for all. We believe that church is more than just a place that we gather, as you talked about earlier, but it's the people that we are. Rather than building a production, our mission is to build people. 
Pastor Michael says we don't aim to build a big church, but we build big people. And maybe you're thinking, so what does that mean? You're going to feed us a whole bunch, like <laughs> going to stretch us out. <laughs> so what does exactly does that mean and what does that look like? And I want to give you a few details on exactly what that means. Our aim is to facilitate opportunities for you to encounter the presence of God. We believe in the power of God and how life-changing his presence is on Sunday morning and through other avenues as well. Our approach is always excellent. Like, how can we create a space that is excellent, not always perfect, but allows you to encounter and connect with the presence of God? And here's why. Because God, because out of God encounters, you can't remain the same. I think about Paul on the road to Damascus. When he encountered God, he was knocked off his horse. Not that we want you to get knocked off your horse, but we do want you to encounter God's presence because you will never be the same. Even if life takes you through these ups and downs, you can't forget those marked moments over and over as you encounter God's presence. We want to see a church body that's equipped to be ministers of reconciliation in their homes, their communities, their work environments, and everywhere else and beyond. As as amazing as it is for us to gather here on Sundays in this community, these moments are not enough. It's going to take more than just 75 minutes we get together on Sunday to be the commissioned disciples that Jesus has commissioned us all to be, meaning that where you work matters, where you go to school matters, where you go to college matters, where your kids play games, all of this matters because you are called as missionaries in the field in those places. And... um, Michael and I aren't where you are, which means you have accesses, access to only places that you have access to, yeah. that you can only minister to those people at your workplace, at the ball field where your kids play, that you are called to be ministers there. And we want you to impact those places. Like you have the ability to do and only that you can do, that you were called. And it all starts with being equipped. So I heard of this analogy, and if you can think about a road trip, a road trip where you're taking a car, hopefully not with a uh, bunch of kids. Mm. Um, but that ain't on, a road trip, that's work. <laughs> well, the goal of the road <laughs> trip is to get from where you are to your vacation spot but of course if you're taking a car you got to stop and uh, get gas well um, the gas station is not the destination for example the beach is or the mountains wherever you prefer but in the same way the church is the gas station it's the place where you go to get filled up to go out and accomplish what is in front of you Our focus is not only what God is doing today with the Becoming Church, but what he's doing in the years to come. God speaks in generations. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. 
We're thinking about Isaac. We're thinking about Jacob and the generations coming behind us. How can we steward what we have today so that we can leave something tomorrow for generations that are coming behind us? I think about becoming kids, you know, checking like what they go and do is not babysitting. It's a specific service just for them at their specific level so that they can encounter God just as we are encountering God in here. We have to move from the thinking from now in the moment and move to a generational way of thinking that takes a lot of effort and requires much sacrifice. But if we all have the mindset that we have something to add, think of what we can do. We can do more than we've ever imagined. And it begins with how we first steward this moment. The type of thinking requires us to consider others and to think outside of ourselves. Yeah, that's, that's really good. And you know, I, th- I think of one question that all of us that we have to answer here, uh, we have to answer this, am I, employee, am I an employee or am I an owner? And here's what I mean by that. So a few years ago, we uh, moved uh, to the city and uh, my parents live in an area. So we were staying with them while our house, uh, our home was being completed and the house is done closing date set. So, you know, booked the U-Haul, got some folks to, to, to help us move. And so here we are, we're excited. We get to the U-Haul place uh, prior to heading to closing. And, and I'm going to get the truck, park it at the uh, storage unit. So as soon as closing is done, we're going to head to the storage unit, unload so we can get into the house. Because I'm like, yo, if we got the house now, we're sleeping in the house tonight. I'm not waiting for the weekend. <laughs> it is happening now in Jesus' name. And so we get there, and the lady's like, uh, hey, uh, our, our system is down, so we're not able to uh, let anything uh, leave right now. I was like, oh, yeah, 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 no, no problem. I already got a booking, so we're good. I'm not, not trying to do this now. I've already reserved this. She said, oh, yeah, even for reservations, I can't let it out. So I was like, all right, well, let's try another language. Um, so <laughs> we, we, um, it took 10 months to build a house. The closing date is set today. I've already had these people arranged, so um, you're going you're gonna to give us the keys, and then we're going to head on, and we'll bring the truck back. And she's like, no, I just can't do that. I can't do that because I, I just, you know, liability. I said, okay, well, here's some liability for you. I'll give you my license. I'll give you my debit card. Go make a copy of that, and then boom. You, you got my debit. You have me now. You got my license. You got my debit card. There's nowhere that we can go. So just make a copy of that. Give me the keys, lady, and then we can get on. <laughs> we can get on about our business. And she just refused to. So I said, Lord, we got, I got to get out of here. So we left. We, we left, and we went down the street to another U-Haul spot. And walked in, and the guy was like, it was Southern guy. I wish I could do the accent, but I can't. And, and it was great. And, and he's like, hey, it's all, you know, our system is down across the nation. Uh, so, you know, you're going to have to bear with me. And I said, well, hey, well, what about this? What if, um, or, or, no, I expl- excuse me, I'm twisting the story up. I came in and told him what we needed to do, and then he explained that. And then here's what he goes to say. He says, but here's what I'll do. If you give me your debit card and your license, I'll make a copy of it, send you on your way, and then when the system comes back up, I'll charge it, you bring the truck back, and we're all good. 
And I look at Katie like, you got to be kidding me, right? I, and I told him, I said, listen, we act, I just explained the same thing to a lady down the street. And this is where, like, he tilted his hat and he pushed his glasses up and he looked down like this. And he's like, let me tell you something. The difference is this. What you experienced down there was an employee. But now you're talking to the owner. So that employee... They don't care whether they book this truck or not because guess what? When it's time for them to get paid, they're going to get paid. Me, I'm the owner. I care about this booking. So I'm going to do whatever I can do to send you on your way so I can get paid and eat. And when he said that, it stuck out to me because we actually, it was April, and we had just announced the church in March, a couple weeks prior, and my mic is falling. And that, that, stuck, out, that stuck out to me. Because it's like, yo, what if we could be a part of a church that had a mindset that we're owners? Right. Meaning that this is mine. This is not a country club approach. This is not a consumeristic approach. But this is an ownership approach that this, if that's not right, that matters to me. If that's not right, that matters to me. How can I be a part of bringing a solution and basically creating this framework where we say we are not people that complete tasks, but instead we are people who live to fulfill a mission. Yes. So with that, our mission is we want to help people live closer to God. So we are all different in places of our spiritual journey, but we all can live closer to God. In James 4, 8, it says, come near to God and he will come near to you. And the way that we live out this is through our vision. Our vision statement is that we exist to see, see people belong to community, believe in Jesus, and become who God desires them to meet, be. So what does that mean? We want people to belong to community that is genuine and open to all, mean, meaning that we don't want it to seem like a clique and be confused as community, right. but we want to have genuine community. Yes. I think about, we, we said this in the beginning and still say it, we want to be like a circle, but not facing in, but facing outward so that we can see who's around us and go get them and pull them into the yes. circle. Another way is we want to believe by walking with a daily uh, fresh belief in the gospel. And the gospel is the good news of Jesus, believing daily of the hope of Jesus. And we want to become by discovering your purpose and how to live like Jesus, not to live how we feel or what culture says we should live, but by living a life like Jesus. Yes, and, and to, to sum this portion up so you can hear uh, from some of our team here, uh, Mark 10, 45 is kind of the cornerstone of this. This is the words of Jesus. He says, for even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. So here you are, you have Jesus who is saying, I'm not coming to be served, but I'm coming to serve and to give my life away. So here, here's a question that every day we wake up and as we leave the house that we can have a prayer that says, Lord, who am I to give my life away to today? Who am I to serve? And what that does is a mindset shift that allows us to look and see who can we serve? So even that coworker who's getting on your nerves, just to look a little bit deeper and to ask the Lord, is there a reason why they are 
the way that they are, that they're responding the way that they're responding. And maybe there's something the Lord's placing you to be able to serve that moment and to be able to pastor them and minister to them yeah. uh, in that space. So not just getting ticked off and mad, you know, get mad and be like, okay, Lord, help me. And then <laughs> now how, how can you minister? Let's be real. How can you minister to it in that way? So uh, we want you to hear from our team and some of our teams. So they're going to come up and uh, we're going to kind of change the living room around for a second. Uh, so would you give it up uh, for them as they make, make their way? Here, keep it here so you can gotta make sure you show up. Awesome. Let's do it. So, um, you know, the Becoming Church is not built uh, by the talents of a few, but by the sacrifices of many. And uh, this just represents, this team represents a small part of the overall uh, serve team, but uh, they get to serve uh, in, in ways of, of providing uh, leadership uh, to various teams here at uh, The Becoming. So uh, we're just going to um, introduce them and just have them share just a little bit about the uh, respective areas uh, that they get to serve and lead in. So Ethan, why don't you kick us off? Hey, hey, well, like Pastor Michael said, my name is Ethan. I help lead uh, here at the Becoming Church uh, through programming and venue control and environments. And these teams, I'm going to give you a little bit of language a little bit real quick. Uh, but these look like uh, audio in the back, visuals, lighting, uh, camera operators. It also looks like photography, videography, social media, <laughs> graphics design. It's a lot of creative things. Uh, but also it looks like um, the environments, which is the setup and takedown team and the security team uh, that just keeps and ensures that everything is safe here in this place. Um, and it's such a blessing for me to be a part of this team because, one, I'm able to use my talents and giftings alongside some amazing people back there that it's like iron sharpens iron. I'm actually able, I'm more creative now than I was when I be, uh, began at the beginning uh, because of the amazing team that I get to be a part of. It's like iron sharpening iron. But also, too, it's just the community. Like, we're here early in the morning. We're the, we're the first to get here. Uh, and it's fun. You know, how can the early call time be fun? And it's because of the amazing community <laughs> of, of the production team, the uh, venue control team. And we're, we're talking about Alabama and how they're going to beat uh, Georgia this year. Like, we're having fun, but yet still uh, setting up and having just a great time. Um, and it's just, it's just this amazing community. I would, I, would, I would encourage you to ask anyone here, a part of this team, how it is a blessing to them being part of this community. And it's all, it's all for this, is so we can point people to Jesus, so that they can belong to the community, believe in Jesus, and become all who God has called them to be. So whether that's setting out chairs, whether it's putting drapes, whether that's, uh, right now, I'm hearing audio through these speakers. Like, it's all to point people to Jesus and everything that we do. Awesome, awesome. Thank you. Uh, Dana. What's up, Dana? What's up? What's up? <laughs> well, here I am again. I am Dana. <laughs> and I am just truly blessed to be a part of the worship team. I'm able to use my gift of singing to just glorify our Lord and Savior. And it's just, oh, he has blessed me. And, you know, also the worship team has also helped me to be mindful of the Holy Spirit, being sensitive and aware as we're singing. You know, we want you all to feel his presence, and we want God to have his way. We are the background. This is not a show, and I, we just want you to see our authentic selves worshiping our Lord and Savior, and, and that's what it's about. And I'm thinking back a year and a half ago, I remember one Sunday, it was only me singing, and we had um, the musician Johnny playing acoustic guitar, and I'm like, oh my goodness, I just, I just, 
um, got on the worship team, and now I'm singing by myself. <laughs> but, you know, it was a beautiful worship. But I am just truly, truly proud of our worship team and where we are now. We yeah. have grown so much, and we're still we're learning from one another. I like that we're so open with one another that we can pray with one another, lean on one another. And, you know, it's just so important to build community and getting connected and I've, I've made some great friends, too. But I'm just so excited for our team. It's more than a team. It's family. Yeah. And just excited to see where we go from here. Wow. Hey, man. And, and like, shout out to Dana and, and Johnny. Um, like, that was tough, you know, for Johnny to do that. But he's been doing it for all his life. So I don't give him as much, uh, like, you know, like, hey, good. I mean, good job, Johnny. But you do it in your sleep. <laughs> but Dana, like she said, she literally had just, and Johnny's probably going to get me for that later, but, you know, uh, he messes with me, so I got to mess with him back. Uh, but um, Dana was like, li- literally, like she said, she was new to the team. My like, Lord, Dana ain't just going to lead a team, Katie. She's going to lead a church. <laughs> She's like, how you didn't put me in this situation? And so it's just been amazing to see uh, over the course of time of people connect and join the team and and we just, we prayed everybody in, and so we're praying you all in um, right now. Um, not, ne- not necessarily join the worship team, we don't know how you sing. Because um, that's, that's the beef I have. They won't let me sing. And uh, anyway, let's move on. Caleb. <laughs> hey, my name is Caleb, and I get the, uh, the opportunity to serve uh, on our Belong Groups team. And, and with that, I get, uh, I get the incredible opportunity to use my, my gifts and talents to help the orchestration and support of Belong Groups, um, which is, oh my goodness, it's so much fun. And you're like, hey, Caleb, what's a Belong Group? It's simply a group, a small group of people at the Becoming Church who gather together to live, laugh, love, and lead together and just have a really good time. And I remember telling our Belong Group leaders about this. Is we make our Belong Groups fun, because nobody's showing up to a belong group that's not fun. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we, we create an environment that is fun, that is exciting, that helps people connect. And, and I can think of in my life personally the, the impact that belong groups have had on me. You know what I mean? Like I have found relationships with people that I know is going to last a lifetime. Right? I have found mentors that have spoken into my, into my life that I never would have if I didn't have the opportunity of belong groups. I have found people that I have gotten the opportunity to, to use my gifts to speak into their lives as well and, and see the impact of what God is doing in their life, which I'll tell you what, it's awesome to get spoken into, but it is unbelievable to watch somebody's life transform through a relationship. Yeah. I'll tell you what, we often say that, that revelation happens on Sunday, but life transformation happens throughout that week where we have have those connections we have that relationship where we get to build together and to love each other you know what I mean I love I love to be loved I'll tell you what <laughs> the difference it really makes is is this opportunity is as as Pastor Michael talked a little bit ago we're twice as big as we were just a year ago you know what I mean it becomes harder and harder as we get bigger to really connect with people and have those developed relationships and what belong groups offer is that opportunity for anyone who desires to be connected to really become connected and and not just in a, in a fast-paced environment like like sometimes Sunday mornings are that are structured but in a, an environment that is uh, that is designed for shy shall you try to say it shy Sally and talkative Tom right those those hearts that are both the introvert and the extrovert right the, I, I know the introvert. my wife is an introvert she's like 
it's hard to talk to people on Sunday mornings, but when we get into belong groups where it's personal, where it's inviting, where it's welcoming, where it's that outward-facing circle that Pastor Katie talked about, it's so, so good to get to connect to that. And, and that's really the heart of belong groups. And I'm going to plug this real quick. Belong groups launch today, so make sure you get involved. There are incredible prayer groups. There's Bible studies, book studies, men's groups, women's groups, activity groups. Get involved. It will change your life. Amen. That's the heart of belong groups. Amen. That's good, Caleb. And you said something there uh, about, you know, as the church grows, it becomes important uh, to, to get in groups. And, you know, uh, one thing that I, that I hear that we heard a lot uh, in, the, in the beginning of, of the church of meeting with people is like, you know, man, I'm just looking for something smaller to connect to and da 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 because, you know, big church, that just feels so. Well, here's the thing. Um, we don't get to control <laughs> what the church looks like in terms of attendance of whether it's this number or that number. Uh, so in other words, um, uh, and, and define big, right? I'll have a conversation with someone that says, well, hey, become a church too big. And then I have a church, someone else, like there's like 20,000 people there. So I'm like, eh, you know, define whatever that is anyway. That's irrelevant is what I'm saying. The community you want is going to be based on the work that you're willing to do. So community is work, but it's worth it. And so the work is Tuesday night, I'm going to go connect with the belong group. And so no matter if there are 800 people or 8,000 people, I feel like I have found my people because I'm connecting and showing up to a belong group. So. The charity. Hi, so my name is LaCharity, and I get the opportunity to serve on the hospitality team here at the Becoming Church. People's Choice Team. Okay, okay. <laughs> so the hospitality team is the first impression of the church, essentially. We get to connect with all of you um, and make sure that you have a sense of belonging while you are here. Um, that includes greeters that you encounter at the entry and the auditorium doors. That's also the guest attendants that help you find a seat once you get into service and take care of you during service. That's also the guest experience team who uh, makes sure we have all the things we love, like coffee and mints. They also take care of the serve team in the morning, making sure we have breakfast and snacks readily available. And then that's also the pathway team who helps facilitate next steps. Being a part of the hospitality team has like really changed my life in a special way. It has allowed me to connect and meet with so many people who I now get to call my friends and chosen family. Um, and with that, it takes me to our next uh, value. One of our values here at the Becoming Church is that people are our heart. And being a part of the hospitality team, we get the opportunity to be a physical representation of that because we get to connect with each one of you. And with that, every week we get to hear different testimonies as you come in about how God is moving in your life. So then we get to walk alongside you and encourage you into your next step, whether that be saying yes to Jesus or wanting to be water baptized, participate in Pathway Course, or even just being able to uh, offer information to you, like belong groups or anything that's going on within the church to ensure that you are connected to community. With all that, that uh, encourages us to encourage you to find your people and find your place and find your purpose here at the Becoming Church. Let's go. Maria. So I'm Maria, and with my husband, Marcus, who's out there with the kids, we get to lead Becoming Kids. So Becoming Kids is a fun, clean, safe environment for our kids to encounter Jesus. They're not back there getting babysat. They're actually getting to know Jesus. So um, how it blessed me is that 
over the last year and a half we've been serving as leads at Becoming Kids, we've gotten to come alongside kids that are experiencing problems and things like that. And we've gotten to team up with their families and be able to help pour Jesus into their lives, y'all. So in those moments, we're changing the world. And so that's blessed me to know that we got world changers back there that are going to change the environment of where they're at. Yeah. And we're called to do that. And so I, I believe every time you serve, you're getting blessed as you serve. Like they said earlier, um, Jesus didn't come to be served, but to serve. And so every time I come in here and I might have a problem or something like that I'm dealing with, I get with that child and they just bring me joy. I get to see them as their face light up when they come in to play all the games and they see all their friends. I get to experience them when they win a game or know the answer to the Bible trivia. I get to experience them when they get to bring their Bible and we give them a bunch of candy, which is probably not making parents happy, but I'm sorry. <laughs> but they'd be so excited, y'all, to bring their Bible. You know, I've also, I've seen some kids that don't know Jesus. And they, their house is not a place that's a safe place for them. But they get to come in there and they get love. And that blesses me. Yeah, that blesses good. me. Also, we get to pray for kids. I, I told first service, we pray for teddy bears. We pray for um, dogs. We pray for rabbits. We pray for it all, y'all. Well, whatever it is, because what concerns them, it concerns God. What concerns you, it concerns God. And so I get to, I get to see childlike faith in action. Yeah. And finally, um, the impact that we're making is, is great. The impact that we're making is we're, we get to come alongside parents, like I said, and make disciples. And these are not tiny souls. They're soul souls. Yes. And so we're making disciple disciples. They're out here. They're going to preach. They're going to teach. They're going to do what's right. And they're going to be good examples for Christ. And so that's what we get to do every week. Awesome. So, so thankful. One more time, church. Can you give it up for the team today? So thankful. Uh, for the insight and just what uh, you guys have been able uh, to hear of what happens and what makes all of this happen. Uh, but like I said up front, we got to that part. <laughs> there is definitely an ask, asking for you to join that team because uh, we don't want to just do this in the way that we are. We want to continue to see this expand. Why? Because I believe and I know and I see that God is, is taking this church somewhere and it's taken it to a place far more than what we have imagined. But we can't just do that in the way that we are doing that today. But God is calling us almost in the same way where, where Moses' uh, father-in-law was like, yo, you ain't going to be able to do this. Like, who are you setting in place? Who are you helping? Who are you putting together? Who's coming alongside of you? And so, family, for the vision that God has for this church, it, we can't fully realize it simply where we're at today. That are that that the the community that taking that's taking care of itself, yeah, it does it does need to grow. Now, let me tell you, I don't have this expectation uh, that we're gonna have like 50 emails with people like, "Yo, let's get on the team." But today uh, was a moment to be able to drop a seed uh, in your heart for you to pray through that and think through that and see how is the Lord calling you to say, "Lord, here's the part, here's the place." And here's how that I can uh, contribute to what's uh, happening here. So, LaCharity, can you 
quickly share us how we yes. can get connected. Yes. So as Pastor Michael said earlier, we do not believe that the Becoming Church is built on the talents of few, but on the sacrifice and commitments of many. So we eagerly invite each one of you to come <laughs> serve alongside one of the teams that you were able to hear about today. So there's going to be a QR code that pops up on the screen. If Everybody get your phone out. Even if you're on the serve team, like get it out, just play along. Everybody get your phone out. Scan the QR code, and there you will find a form. It's going to ask a few questions about, thank you, ask you a few questions about yourself, and then you will see a list of teams that you heard about today. We ask that you choose three teams that you are potentially interested in serving alongside. Now, the reason we ask that you choose three teams is because your first choice team may already be well equipped with volunteers. So to ensure that all teams, all areas are served well and with excellence, we may ask that you join your second or third choice team. Now, filling out this form does not automatically put you on the team, so no pressure. But you will receive an email on how you can take next steps to joining the team, which is Pathway. So we have Pathway taking place September 24th in person after our 1045 worship gathering with pastors Michael and Katie, and they will be able to expand on the vision and mission of the church, answer any questions you may have. It's still no commitment. You can just go sit and listen and learn. And then if you are ready, you will have the opportunity to become a member um, or join the team at the Becoming Church. And then I challenge the first service with this. If you don't want to listen to anything that we said this morning, on your way out, find someone with a lanyard and then ask them about their personal serve experience here at the Becoming Church. And I promise you, after you hear those stories, we will see you in Pathway on September 24th. <laughs> awesome. Come on, church. We give it up uh, for this team.